Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres-Rodriguez, personal finance expert, speaker, writer, and business coach. I teach women of color how to build wealth and gain financial independence through side hustles and investing. On this show, we're serving up POC-friendly personal finance knowledge, always with a side of sass. We're talking about how to make dinero, how to keep it, and how to make it grow. If you're ready to become poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to another episode of Yo Quiero Dinero, the podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode. We're going to be talking to Kat Del Carmen, business coach and creator of Follow That Fear podcast, about how to face your fears and step into your power. I mean, if this is not a way to like say bye, bitch, to 2020, I don't know what is. You guys are going to love Kat. She's a business and life coach and host of the Follow That Fear podcast. And she started her podcast because she was sick and tired of seeing badass mujeres around her playing small and fearing their own greatness. So Kat set out to build a community where women follow their intuition, go after their goals imperfectly, and take massive action. Her podcast pushed her to start her own coaching business, and now she's helping women build and monetize their businesses through her digital courses and group coaching sessions. You can follow Kat on Instagram at Carmen and check out her programs at katdelcarmen.com. Guys, when I tell you that this conversation is going to inspire the shit out of you, I'm not being dramatic. Even though I'm Latina, and I know I can be dramatic, but this is the real deal. So get comfy, grab a glass of wine, and let's get into this conversation with Kat Del Carmen of Follow That Fear podcast. Are you one of 76% of Latinos that don't have a will? Okay, I get it. Thinking about estate planning is just not the most fun thing. But we have to make sure that if we're building wealth, that we're protecting it and making sure that our assets are passed down to our loved ones as easily and painlessly as possible. Now, traditional estate planning can be super expensive. I'm talking thousands of dollars. And the whole process can feel super overwhelming. Like, what documents do you need? How do I make sure my pets are taken care of? How do I make sure who is going to take care of my kids if something happens to me? These are all questions that you've been asking yourself. I'm here to offer you a solution. Gentrio is a company that helps you create, store, and share the important documents you need for official estate planning. This includes wills, power of attorneys, and more. 
On this show, we talk a lot about building generational wealth and we have to make sure that we're protecting it. So that's why I want you to go to yoquierodineropodcast.com slash Gentrio and find out more today. Life is a journey. Gentrio is with you every step of the way. Find out more by heading to yoquierodineropodcast.com slash G-E-N-T-R-E-O and get started today. All right, Kat, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so, so excited to be here. Yes. All right. So I love that I'm talking to a fellow podcaster and I love that you're using your voice to influence and shape women's lives. So can you introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah. So my name is Catalina del Carmen, but Cat Del Carmen on Instagram. And I am a business coach and a podcaster. I am business and marketing obsessed. And I am obsessed with it because I really, really find that a lot of folks are scared of marketing and selling and things like that. And I want to change that through talking about it from a place of love and care. And I just love this stuff. And outside of that, I'm also the host of the Follow That Fear podcast. That podcast is dedicated to empowering women mainly to follow their fear, to really learn to pursue what is calling us and take it one step at a time. Like we don't have to do all the things at once. Um, we could just take it one step at a time. So that's yes. Kind of cool. I love that message and it definitely resonates with me because I feel like until I was in my 30s, I was really like paralyzed by fear of like what people would think about me. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just kind of going through the motions. I was afraid to rock the boat. And then like at some point that shit just gets exhausting and you just get over like pretending to be this person and live this life for other people. And I really found that once I started doing scary shit, like my life changed completely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly why I named the podcast Follow That Fear. Like I live by that shit. Like it is the truth. Like we have to learn to really have this relationship with our fear because that's when dope things happen. Mm, yes, I love that message. All right, so let's go ahead and dive in. I love asking this question first off because I feel like a lot of what we have as far as like forming a relationship with money, whether what we see like growing up or whatever influences how we feel about money and our ability to earn money, like that shit affects all aspects of our life. So what is your relationship like with money growing up? Can you talk me through it? Yeah, so I grew up um, in the San Francisco Bay Area with I'm first generation, so my mom's an immigrant, and she was also a single mother when like the minute I was born. So she had two daughters, so it was definitely hard for her. And I think I grew up with this because of her hustle. I grew up really understanding a couple things about money. One is that money is really, really hard to get. And two is that you have to work extremely hard and take all these efforts to get money, like just to receive money. And and on top of that, of course, like this very like scarcity mindset, right? Like I don't have enough. We never have enough. Like mm -hmm. we, you know, I definitely grew up with that. Like many, many like first generation folks, I feel like we, you know, those are the kind of themes that we grow up with, with money. Um, for a lot of us. Um, and that really grew with me. So when I started like my career, which I know we'll talk about a little bit later, but when I started my career, I, I really in my mind had it in my mind that like, I have to work extremely hard to get money. And I think that effed me up um, in my twenties because it was, I was almost trying to force, um, force getting money by working extremely hard and making things way more complicated than they should be. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely resonate with that. I mean, I think it's so easy to fall into like this 24 seven hustle culture when that's what you saw growing up. Um, but it really doesn't have to be that complicated. And I can't wait to dive into that topic with you. So before we get into that, can you kind of talk through your career and like how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So I am, I started, let's see, I'd say one thing you should know about my career is that I was always a really bad student. Um, I, in high school, I was really good on paper. Like I was class president and all these things, super outgoing, definitely an extrovert. 
But one thing I really struggled with was school, just like the regular dynamic of school. I did get into university. So I got into a university right after um, high school because, of course, like, you know, first gen, like that's like the dream for parents. Right? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I really, you know, I made sure I got in like I got like I think a couple a lot of C's, but I got in. And then when I got there, it was a reality check. I literally got on academic probation within like my first quarter at in college and it really spiraled into just this really bad relationship with learning um in in that way so what i did is i dove into my career and at that time i was working at nordstrom and i had a eight-year career at nordstrom i worked there from 19 into my mid-20s and although i had an amazing career at nordstrom throughout this whole time i was in college so it took me 10 years to get my degree and that when i tell you that messed with my confidence and mindset like it effed me up it tore me apart i thought i was stupid i thought I just didn't have what it takes. Like literally thought something was wrong with me. And that's because I was so tied up in my value and worth and what other people, AKA a university, a school, my mom, whatever was like, I was trying to get that value, that validation from them. So I really carried that kind of insecurity into my career in tech. So I went into tech because I live in the Bay Area and this is the home of Google and Adobe and um, Facebook and all that. So in tech is really big here. And I wanted to get into tech because that's where the money at. Okay. (laughs) You want to get in tech. And I wasn't wrong because I like it's it's definitely true. So I decided to leave retail, get into tech. I had to start at the bottom. Total, very humbling because, you know, there's like people coming out of college and I was, again, it took me 10 years to finish school. So I I definitely had to, to humble myself, start at the bottom, grow a career. And that's what I did. So the last job I had the last job I had was at Adobe Systems, and I worked in learning and development. So I actually put on trainings for our customers, and I learned a lot there because it was, it was a very startup environment, at least for our product. And during that time, I I really learned what it takes to build something because we were building a team. I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur like since day one, but I never knew what I wanted to do. And for the longest time, and this is all the way from like the beginning of college to my late 20s, I was like, I was trying to find an answer. Like I wanted a clear answer from God, like this is what you're supposed to do. And that's just not the way it works. Like some people know what they want to do and God bless them. That is a gift. Like you are blessed if you know exactly what you want to do. But someone like me, I just didn't know. So um, what led me to an amazing career um, in Adobe and I worked so hard, girl, so hard to hit that six figure mark. Like when I tell you that I was like, I on the prize, six figures, I want to make six figures because in the Bay Area, one, it's extremely expensive. Like it's just really expensive to live here. But secondly, um, you know, six figures is like, that's like the goal, right? When you're like young, like that is the goal. So I finally got to that. And then of course, once I hit that, I started realizing that like, money ain't all it like it's really important but what i really wanted was the freedom and i know you talk about this a lot i mean that's why you hustle hard because you have your 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 eyes on the prize right right the eyes on the prize so i had to realize when i was hustling so hard working so hard in my career i was like shoot like it's not gonna work just to make more money 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 and then work for somebody else like that is Mm -hmm. not the goal so that's when I was like, I got to start figuring out, figuring out what, how I'm going to start making money, like, and start my business, my dream business that I always wanted. So I started trying shit. Like, I, I can I could cuss, right? Yeah, oh, you sure can. <laughs> I just started trying stuff. And I, you know, I did fashion blogging and then lifestyle blogging and then a YouTube and none of it really stuck. And that's really where my podcast started. And my podcast led me to become a business coach and help people use their voice and really find what gifts they have to share with the world. I freaking love it. And I, you know, it's funny because when you're talking about like the goal being six figures, I definitely thought like that was the key to happiness. Yes. 
<laughs> and then I start making six figures and I'm like, oh, wow. So I still fucking hate this job. It's um, exactly. not really going to change. Okay. That was a rude awakening. Uh-huh. It does. Because <laughs> you, you convince yourself that that goal is what's going to bring you fulfillment and happiness. And it's like, no, you could be making a million dollars a year. If you hate what you're doing and you feel like it's just not aligned with your purpose on this planet, you, they, they no amount of money. You can pay me to do some shit that I don't want to do. Exactly. 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 True. So I, I want to know more about this. Like what was this entrepreneurial vision that you had and how did you actually execute that? Yeah. So to be honest, the whole, so it all started with, I had my son and I was on maternity leave. And of course I was with this amazing company. So I got six months off paid full. Right. I was, I was chilling. I was like, I could live this life, get paid paid with my baby, you know? So I, during that time, um, are you a mom? I am not. And I have so much respect for like the mompreneurs because y'all are the real MVPs for real. Dude, this shit ain't easy. <laughs> All the mamas out there, if you're growing a business or side hustling with kids, like God bless you. This It's really not hard. I mean, it really is hard. But anyways, so what happened to me is when I, when I had my son, I really started losing my identity in terms of there's this guilt that's very common for new moms where you're just like, I'm just a mom Mm. because you're, you know, you are the feeding supply for your kid. You feed them, you bathe them, you take care of them, you think of them all day. And like, you really just, your whole life changes. So when that happened and for me, like raised by a single mom, super opinionated, super, like I'm really, I take a lot of pride in my work, you know? it was really hard. And during that time, I, I was in this exploration where I was like, okay, I really need to cut the bullshit of like YouTube and this and that. And I need to just start doing what I actually like doing like period. And for me, that is talking to people about personal growth. It's inspiring people, motivating people. Like I've always been the motivating friend. And in my head, I always thought like, but that's not really something you can't get paid to like be a motivational speaker. I mean, sure you can, but like that, it it just didn't seem appealing to me, but I was at a point where I was just, I was over my fucking excuses. Like I was over. So what I did is I put my phone on and to my community, I didn't have this like huge community. I still don't have this giant community, but I got on the phone, got on IG stories, and I told everybody, hey, guys, I'm going to host a personal development workshop in Berkeley, California. It's going to be so fun. We're going to talk about fear, and I'm calling it Follow That Fear. And that was the birth of Follow That Fear. And I put on this workshop. 20 people came, got tickets. Like I never had done anything like this, and that inspired me to just go deeper into those things. Because once you start actually doing the work that you enjoy doing, that is like fire. Like you know you're in the right place. Like you know you're in the right place. So I just started going towards that. And that's when the podcast started. And the podcast really changed the game for me. Once I started the Follow That Fear podcast, I just started documenting my entrepreneurial journey. So like if if I go back and listen to my beginning episodes, it's me saying like, hey guys, like I'm trying this out and la 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 la. I started saying like I how I really started getting paid um off off of my you know first way I monetized off my podcast was literally at the end of episodes. And I remember being so scared when I did this at the beginning. Um I'd say, and if you, you know, if you resonated with any of this on the show. I want to talk to you. I'm a coach, la da da da, check out my website, whatever. And that was it. And then little by little, folks started emailing me saying, "Hey, you have coaching. Hey, you have coaching." And that is how it happens. Like, I've learned that you nothing's going to happen unless you put it out. Like, okay? <laughs> it's just the truth. So, that snowballed into different things. And then I got into um, digital marketing. It's something I had been studying for years. Um, This is kind of off topic, but like, look, this, a lot of Latin folks listen to this. I know not everybody, but here's the thing. One thing about digital marketing and people in online social space, there is so much money being made, y'all. Yo, so much effing money. And we need more Latinos taking a piece of that pie. 
need it. So that is why I do what I do now. Cause I'm like, y'all, we need to get on it. Like we, we got to show up because if we don't show up, guess what? There's a lot of other folks who are very happy and willing to do that work to get that money. I think that's such a good point. And I think so many of us in the Latino community are still convinced that the only way to make money is to check in with a job nine to five, do the W2 shit. And like this idea of making money online, like with your services or with your skills, or even with just like your personality as an influencer, like that's such a foreign concept that even I tell my mom, you know, like, mom, look, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. She's like, and they pay you for that? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean you're doing TikToks for money? Like, what yeah. the hell does that mean? And so I think it's just like, we have to start reframing our idea of what work looks like so that then we can understand how much access we do have to people's capital outside of a nine to five. Yeah. Cause I'll tell you what, there's a lot of white folks making money this way. A whole lot. And God bless them. And I'll be, I'll say something. When I got into digital marketing, everything I freaking learned was from a white woman. So thank you. Right. But we need these, this information this information needs to be in front of more black and brown folks. That's just the truth because there's so much opportunity. Like, so well, and we're consuming this stuff. Like we are the people that are, you know, we're on these apps, we're downloading this stuff. We're watching this content. We're making people money by being consumers. It's about time that we took a piece of that pie as the creators. Exactly. All right. You got me fired up now. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive into something that you were talking about previously, like when you first started kind of understanding the power of money, some of the living, limiting beliefs or fears that you touched on were the fact that you thought you had to work really hard for your money or that money was really hard to get. So like, how did you actually overcome those fears to be able to do what you're doing today? Yeah, I'd say here's the thing. I haven't overcome them. It's something I have to overcome all the freaking time. I just recently, um, I just recently launched my first digital course, right? And during this digital course, it was such a test of those money beliefs because it's so easy when you actually go out there and have a physical product that people can buy and to actually sell it. Because in your head, you, you it, that scarcity mindset really comes back because you're like, oh my god, no one's gonna want to buy this. Who the hell's gonna want to buy this? No one trusts you. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, you know how this goes. Like you go down this loophole this loophole of like, no, nobody's going to buy this, but we have to, honestly, it's, it's, it's daily work. It's daily freaking work. I had to remind myself every single day. No, so many people need this product. I know because I made it. I needed this product when I started podcasting. It's a podcast marketing course. I needed this product when I started marketing because I got 78 episodes. And this is what I tell my, my like audience and students is, I didn't start really promoting anything until I was at episode 50. 50. So what I see that as is 50 missed opportunities for money. Like not even the coaching or anything. I was just talking. And I know folks, they want to share their message, but I want to help our community share their message through podcasting, but do it in a way that they're setting themselves up for future success having freebies in there, having, you know, offering services, like it happens just by showing up and literally just offering it. And then keep going, especially with podcast content, it's evergreen. Like these, these, you know, episodes are going to be listened to over and over and over again for years. Yep. And, and the thing that I don't think a lot of people realize about podcasting, it's like your way of connecting with people. It's the the way that people find out about you and become intrigued. And then when they have that relationship with you, then they want to start supporting you. But if you don't give them opportunities to do that, like how the hell can they do that? Exactly. Exactly. So sorry, I totally went off topic of living beliefs. No, no, go for but, it. But I had to really, I have to work on that all the time. So like Anytime. I think what the work is really understanding what those beliefs are and then literally replacing those beliefs um, in the moment. At least that's what works for me. So like I will constantly get the thoughts of, oh, I'm not going to reach my, you know, my goal, my sales goal. 
No, I'm going to reach it. Why? I've only proved to myself that I can make shit happen. Like that's all we have to look at what our reality is versus our thoughts because our thoughts are always going to fuck with us. That's just how it goes. But you have to, and I know everybody listening to this, if, if you're here, if you're listening, that means that you've gone through some ish in your life. You've gotten yourself out of some stuff you thought you couldn't get out of like period. So that is exact proof. That is proof that you can literally do whatever the F you want. You have actual proof. So we with limiting beliefs, it's like we have to, we have to do the work to literally replace those thoughts. When we have a thought, call it out. Okay. I acknowledge you. I hear you. You think you're not going to make this goal. You think you can't make six figures. Well, what have you done? Did you did you think you could make 75 figures or 75,000? Did you think you could do this? Like we have to t- show ourselves what the what is the proof of our success because I promise you you have some. Absolutely. And I think like at the end of the day action is what shows you and builds that confidence. Like you have to like you're always talking about, you have to put yourself out there and be willing to fail because not everything's going to work and that's okay. But you are literally growing as you put yourself out there and build that confidence muscle so that those limiting beliefs, they don't appear as often when you have already proven to yourself that you can do shit. Exactly. And, you know, taking the action when you're not ready taking the action when you're unsure, taking the action when you are scared shitless, like all of that, what it's going to do is it's going to make you tougher. It's going to make you closer to what it is that is really meant for you. But what we have to learn to do is to challenge ourselves and to really listen to our intuition. I, you know, what's funny is yesterday I was deleting a whole bunch of photos from my I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. Phone. And I found this Instagram page that I made in 2017. And it was a page and I, I never shared it with the world. And it was like, for hustlers who want to improve their life. Like I knew what I wanted to do two years ago, three years ago, but I was scared. And now like we have to learn how to step into that. And likely, likely you already know what's meant for you. You're just, you're just outrageously scared to show it to the world. Yes. All right. So let's dive into that a little bit more. What is your best advice for a woman who feels like she's stuck? 
in life or is struggling to make money. She wants to get out of that like paycheck to paycheck cycle, but she doesn't know where to start. Here's what I'd do. I do. I would recommend a couple things. One, I would really, I, I would do some homework on yourself because where this really all starts is really understanding yourself, why you are the way you are, why you make decisions the way you make decisions and really start looking at the woman you want to be. Like, what does she look like? And identifying her in detail. So think of yourself. I did this project a couple of years ago where you you draw your your current self and then your future self. And your future self is like, you know, for me, my future self works out, for, you know, four days a week. She eats tons of vegetables. She um, she's never scared to to speak her mind. She she's respectful, but also extremely assertive. You know, like I, these are my things. Write down who you want to be, and start showing up like her, little by little. Start showing up one single step at a time. Show up little by little, and it doesn't have to be these like giant. I'm not telling you like, oh, eat vegetables, and that's the start. No, wherever you can, the tiniest bit, just start turning, transforming yourself into that woman that you envision to yourself. But you really got to work through some inside stuff sometimes, right? Like we got to work through the things that if, if things irk you, if, if things irk you, your family irks you, your certain, certain topics irk you, that means you got work to do in those specific areas. So I definitely recommend that. And to learn learn from people that you admire, learn, take advantage of those workshops that folks have, take advantage of resources, free resources that people offer online. Like it's, we get so used to seeing it, but for real guys do those works, go to those workshops. Like people are trying to teach you. And I mean, you, you got a workshop. I mean, I don't know when, when it is, when you're going to post this, but you always have workshops happening and teaching your audience, like take advantage of things because that is how I grew. I'm sure it's a lot of how you grew too. Like we got to learn. We got to do the work to actually learn while you work on your self-work. And then in terms of money, girl, you got to start getting relentless. You got to be in front of the money. You know, I heard this quote, I, I always forget where I heard it, but um, it was on a podcast and someone said, we have to start looking at our entire life. And she, she was explaining how she was driving by a construction site, like a huge, they were building this huge building. She said she was looking at it and she was like, that is so much money that is flowing, flowing. I mean, this is a huge construction site, money, hundreds, probably millions and billions, maybe. How can I insert myself? Hmm. How can I insert myself into places where there is money? And that is why I started doing what I started doing. I mean, outside of like, you know, I really care about the shit, but like I saw all this money flowing with these, with these huge digital marketers, like the Amy Porterfields and the Jenna Kutchers and all these, you know, dope ass white women, at least who taught me a lot. And I was like, how do I insert myself in this business and start teaching my community this shit? Because I know tons of badass women in my community, but they don't know this information. Mm -hmm. So how do we get it for them? Like, how do we insert ourselves and then start bringing our community with us? Yes. And I think we need to get out of this idea that we need fancy degrees and all these credentials to start asking for people to pay us for our services, y'all. Like you can literally go on Google's digital garage and get an intro to digital marketing certification from Google for free, 40 hour course. And hello, that shit was a hundred percent free. You do not need to go to Stanford and get a degree in lo que sea because that's just an excuse at some point. Like you can only make enough excuses about the fact that you're not qualified or you don't have X experience at what, at some point you got to realize you're your own roadblock. A hundred percent. Y'all, I have a business degree and literally my, probably my whole audience doesn't even know. Cause like, I don't talk about it. I honestly, the work I'm doing on my own, that is what people want. People want to learn from people that they vibe with, that speak the language. Like that is what people want. And you don't need the credentials. You need to talk directly to the people you want to hear. 
Like that is what you need to do. And yeah, I'm so with you. I feel like all these credentials and like, and I got a degree and honestly, I think about it all the time of all that, everything I could have done in those 10 years while I was like working so hard to get a degree that now I'm still paying for. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, things are changing, y'all. Things are changing and it ain't like it was 10 years ago. Um, you, You don't need permission. Like you literally don't need permission. You can make money and it is a choice. Like what a blessing it is to live in a time where we have all this opportunity because God knows that our parents, their parents, they didn't have these opportunities. They really didn't. Absolutely. That's such an important message. All right. So I want to know, what have you learned about yourself through this entrepreneurial journey? Oh, man, a whole lot. So here's the thing. I've always been a person who is into personal growth. Like I, I just, I love that stuff. Um, but I think the biggest lessons that I've learned in really pursuing my purpose and using my gifts and really creating a business is that there's nothing wrong with me. Like I used to think I had to do business this certain way because that is the way it's been done. And that's like the only path. But the truth is that it's just not like that. Like I am an unorganized mess and I am just, I'm a hot mess. Like I typically am like, that's who I am. I mean, I shouldn't say it's who I am, That's, like, <laughs> but it is, uh, those are, my habits are like that, right? Especially as a mom, I'm just like always a mess. But here's what I realized. You don't have to have all your ish together to start really living in your purpose. You just don't. You, you can do it the way your life is and with your circumstance. For like when I, when the COVID happened, I was working a full-time job. I had a kid, um, not even a kid, a, a baby who just started walking that I needed to have my eyes on. And I remember really struggling with this thought of time. I would always, 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 I never have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And I would put that burden on my husband And he's like, you know, he could give me all the time, all his extra time, and it still wouldn't have been enough time. And what I really learned is you have to build shit with your circumstances, period. Like life is always going to happen. And the circumstance you are in today, guess what? You're going to have a lot less time the next day and then or the next season of your life. And then maybe the season after that, you'll have more time, whatever. Like life is going to have ups and downs, but you need to learn to adapt in the circumstances you are in. That is what, that is the biggest lesson I've learned. So now what my day looks like now, I I recently quit my job. Congratulations. That's Uh, a big deal. That was really scary. Like really, cause, and I didn't, you know, I didn't have too much lined up. Me and my husband worked it out and luckily, you know, we've been working towards this, but it was, it's just scary to walk away from uh, six figures, literally. And it probably not the best idea, but for us, it made total sense. Cause we have, you know, we have a toddler, Right. but what that means for me is I wake up at five and from five to eight 30, I work on my business. And from 8.30 to 6 p.m., I'm with my son all day. And then at 7 p.m. to 10, some days I choose to work, some days I choose not to. But that is my circumstance right now. And I can, trust me, there are many, many, many weeks um, recently where I will get down on myself of like, oh my God, I will never be able to make this happen. I can't show up online the way I want to because I don't have the time to create content. I don't have the time to do this. And I could go down this hole of, I don't have time. But every time I tell myself I don't have time, I am literally messing with my own brain. So what I have substituted that with is I have all the time I need and I'm in no, this is not a race. I am against myself and that is it. So how can I work smarter? What, what areas, what can I put into a system that can make my life easier? That'll make things, you know, go quicker or whatever. So I just had to really get over the time thing. I think that was a huge, huge, huge one for me, especially as a new mom. It was really hard. Yeah. So let's talk about that. How do you balance motherhood and business? Like how have you put processes and systems into place to be able to allow you to do both? Yeah, I think, you know, this is one, this is a really, it's an important topic to me because it's something that was 
very difficult for me. So I think the first thing that folks, especially moms, if you are a mom or, I mean, or an extremely busy person, but I think specifically moms who, you know, you have to be there for your kids, period. Um, One thing that you really have to put in place when you have a commitment to your business or your, you know, whatever you're creating or building, you have to communicate with your partner. And that's if you have a partner, but, or your, whether it's your partner or your support system, you have to communicate what you, what you need and you have to figure out what you need first. So what that meant for me is when I was getting really overwhelmed and I felt like I just couldn't do it. What I did is I stopped and I was like, okay, what do I need? So I, I looked at my schedule and I was like, I need the whole Sunday. Like I need an entire Sunday to work on my business. And then I need every Tuesday because my podcast launch episodes launch on Wednesday. Okay. Like at Tuesdays and days. And what else do I need? I need one-on-one time with my husband. Like I really need to prioritize that because when we don't have one-on-one time, we get on each other's nerves and we start like bickering and la da da da. Okay. I really need a family day. Like you have to figure out what you need in life and in your business. And then once you figure that out, you need to talk to your husband or your wife or your partner, like whoever, like you need to communicate and say, Hey, this is really important to me. And this is something I'm going to be working on for the next five years, at least. So I'm going to need some commitment with you. Are you down? And I'll tell you what, that's a process in itself. Like, don't expect your partner just to be bought on immediately because that it's a process. It took me years. And if you have a supportive partner, then that is amazing. But put a schedule in place and make sure that um, when you have that schedule together, that you commit to working on whatever you want to work on during those times that changed the game for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's excellent advice, whether or not you are a mom, like if you're trying to start a business with a nine to five, you got to have that schedule in place. And you have to know that, you know, the midnight oil, you're going to be burning it a little bit. And especially if you're in a relationship, like you got to make that known. And hopefully you have the type of partner that's supportive of your journey. But if you don't, and this whole like, idea that you have of creating this, this opportunity for yourself, if they're not down with that, you got to start reevaluating that relationship, like quite honestly, because the last thing you want to be is like sacrificing your own dreams because someone else can't be supportive of them. Yeah. And I'll say one thing to that, because I, I talk a lot, um, with my listeners about like family and business and all that. I also want to say that you, that your family and friends, they don't know the information that you know. They straight up don't understand it. So there was a time where my, like my friends and family, like I didn't feel supported by them. But what I had to realize is that one, I don't need their support to continue. But two, also they have put me in this box because that's what they've always known of me. And when we are trying to grow into this other like advanced version of ourselves, that's difficult for people because they count on you for certain things. And when they've counted on you for certain things for years, it's going to be hard and that's okay. But what I, what I want to challenge, you know, folks on is know what you want communicate what you want and tell, tell your friends and family, this is important to me. This is important to me. And when you do that and then they don't support. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then you really got to reevaluate and then just don't talk to folks about it. (laughs) Just don't talk to people who don't care about it. Like just don't. Yeah. I hear that. (laughs) All right. So obviously like entrepreneurship is the type of thing that can really take a toll on you if you don't, if you aren't strategic with like taking breaks and resting and self-care. So what does self-care look like for you? That's that one is hard to do, but here's what self-care looks like to me. Um, I, I, I'm at home all day with my baby every single day. Like it's a lot. So I know it's hard for moms to, to, um, to do this. You need time away from your children, period. And that is okay. It doesn't make you a bad mom. I need my time away from my son. Like mm-hmm. I, as horrible as it can sound, it's just the honest truth. Like 
anybody, any family member, even your child, like you need time away for yourself to be able to breathe and not be looking after someone like looking after someone 24 seven, every single day. It's exhausting. So for me, what I do, I, every two to three weeks, I go out to dinner by myself with my laptop and I enjoy a drink a very nice meal appetizer. Like I do me like, that's what I do. And then once a week, um, I, I just, honestly, I just try to have my alone time, but that's for me, like everybody's different. Right. So like all I'm saying, especially for, for moms or folks who are very close to their families, even like if you live with your family, like get away from your family sometimes, like you need that time away from your family or those people and there's nothing wrong with you and it's not mean and it's none of that. Own your ish. You need that time and you are allowed to have it. Yeah. I think that's such an important point because you really do forget like who you are if you're. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Just not even given the opportunity to just sit with yourself and evaluate like what's going on in your brain. How are you feeling? Like what is, what is on your mind? If you're always like serving others, you can't serve yourself. Straight up straight up. And also if you're on this journey of growth and I've found that the the times where I feel the most overwhelmed and unaligned and just not feeling it, it's because I need to rest. Like I need to chill out. Like, and during those times, just take some steps back and like, be easy on yourself and don't feel like you need to be online and this and that and that. Like, no, you own your own growth journey. Like make the decisions for that. Mm. Yes. All right. So what is your money mantra? You know, when I saw this question, I was like, damn, I really need a specific money mantra. (laughs) So I'll be honest with you. um, I don't have one that I use all the time, but I'd say the one that like came to mind immediately. And this goes back to my, my money mindset that was like, I struggled with. I do try to tell myself all the time that money comes easy. And that's because you know, I grew up thinking it comes so hard, but I, I still need to work on this. And now that you asked me this question, I'm like, I'm going to make a big old sign and I'm going to put it in my office and I'm going to just put money comes so damn easy to me. It's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And it's a great mindset to, to keep you motivated, right? Like that's, you deserve all of the wealth that is out there for you. Yeah. And it's not, we don't like, trust me, it's going to take hard work, but it's not going to take complicated, rough. Like it's, it doesn't have to be this, like, it doesn't have to be as hard as we think it is. What we have to do is learn, learn about ourselves, learn about whatever projects we do, business, whatever. Like we have to do the learning and then we have to learn how to trust ourselves And if we trust ourselves, take action on those things, we'll only get better. And the money doesn't have to be so far away. It doesn't have to be like, we don't have to dig deep, deep, deep holes to get the six figures. We just don't. Um, So yeah, that's, that's what I'm going with. That's my mantra. (laughs) I love that. And you know, it's funny. I really believe what you said, Kat, in the sense that like when you are operating in alignment with what you want and what your passion is and what your God-given like talents are, the money comes. Yeah. Like you really don't have to like be out there begging people because they want to support you when they see you being authentic, serving them 
like things that actually impact them and and make their lives better like that's all you really need to be focusing on you don't need to be living somebody else's expectations of like who you are or what you need to be doing when you are out there being your authentic self the the abundance just comes it really really does and i you know sorry i want to say one more thing um, because you talk, you talk a lot about like different mon- you know, revenue streams and you're, you're the expert at it. Like you really, really are. Um, but I also want to say that like, there was a time in my life where it was just about making money and I wanted to create this business, but all I was thinking about was like, Oh, I want to make money. I want to make money. I want to make money. And now I, I didn't realize it then, but like, if you want to make money, like there are so many ways for you to make money, but if you actually want to start like a business, I would highly recommend having your heart in it. Right. Because there's going to be a lot of stuff you have to do that aren't fun. Like 20% of the work is fun and 80% is not very fun. So what keeps you going, or at least what's kept me going is that I actually care about the cause. Like I have to, I care about the cause more than I care about my excuses because we're always going to have them. So I was just, there are different ways to make money and there's no wrong way, right? Like girl, get that money. Like if you get that money, please. I'm just saying from a business standpoint, there's gonna be a lot of stuff that's not easy and not, it's going to be hard. So having your heart in it is going to make that easier. Absolutely agree. Kat, this has been an amazing conversation for people that want to find out more about you and follow your journey. Where can we find you? Yeah, I mean, I mainly hang out on Instagram um, at Kat Del Carmen, C-A-T-D-E-L-C-A-R-M-E-N. My podcast, I also have an account for my podcast called Follow That Fear. Um, you can also hit me up on my website, katdelcarmen.com. And um, I am always launching different programs focused on self-development, podcasting, and personal branding. So hit me up. I love my DMs too. So hit me up my DMs. Let's talk. This was so wonderful. Thank you so much. I so enjoyed this conversation. Thank you, Kat. I love what you're doing. Your podcast is like my kick in the pants whenever I need some motivation to just get my life together. And I think everybody will enjoy it because if you need somebody who really is just rooting for your success and just wants you to live your best life, you need to be listening to the Follow That Fear podcast. I told you guys you were going to love this episode. It lit a fire under my butt to continue to face my fears. Because if you guys remember, I started off 2020 by talking about doing the scary shit. And I can tell you by reflecting on what I've been able to accomplish because of you and this podcast, I mean, doing the scary shit is really the beginning of your life changing. So if you love this podcast, if you love this episode, please make sure to share rate, review, and subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes and so that amazing people like you can find this podcast too. I'm looking forward to this podcast continuing to grow in 2021 and we got to make things happen, people. We got to make moves. We got to inspire each other and we have to empower each other to live our best lives. So until next time, guys, stay inspired, stay empowered, stay poderosa, and I'll see you next year. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.